Someday I'm going to survey my colleagues in the Nutrier clergy group and ask them, what is the commonest soundtrack to your weddings? What piece of music did you brides walk down to? Was it the bridal chorus from Lohengrin, Richard Wagner, 1848? Or was it the wedding march from A Midsummer Night's Dream by Felix Mendelssohn, 1843? I think for me it's Mendelssohn by the thinnest of margins, but between them, maestros Wagner and Mendelssohn married off most of the brides in America and Europe for the last 200 years. Oddly, one was a Jew and one was a notorious Jew hater, but let that pass for a moment. You know, people have long noted how aptly named baby Mendelssohn was. Felix is Latin for happy or lucky, and boy was baby Mendelssohn lucky. He was born into a prominent Jewish family in Hamburg in 1809. He was actually baptized as a Christian by an evangelical pastor when he was seven years old, but his whole life he remained very proud of his Jewish heritage. He grew up in a palace, literally. His parents were so rich that when Felix started composing music at the age of 10, his parents hired him a full orchestra so he could try out his new compositions without leaving his parlor. Abraham and Leah Mendelssohn were the Joan O'Neill of 19th century Berlin, a gift of a whole orchestra. Thank you, Joan. His father was a prosperous banker, and his grandfather was a renowned philosopher. When Felix grew up to be one of the most famous men in the world, his father complained, for a long time I was nothing but the son of my father, and now I'm nothing but the father of my son. Felix would give private concerts for his hero, the German poet Goethe. And at the University of Berlin, he would sit in on the lectures of Georg Hegel. And in London, he would accompany Queen Victoria while she sang his songs. His wife, Cecile, was, by common consent, a knockout. And I'm happy to point out that she was a preacher's kid. Felix was 13 when he composed his Magnificat. What were you doing when you were 13? The other night at youth group, our 13-year-olds were shooting each other with Nerf guns. But then so was I, so who am I to judge? It's wonderful to be 13. So as you've been hearing, a Magnificat is this musical setting of the song the Virgin Mary sang after the angel Gabriel promised her that she would become virgin mother to the Messiah Israel had waited for for 800 years. And it's called Magnificat, of course, because that's its first word in Latin. Magnificat. Magnify the Lord with me, my soul. By the way, this is neither here nor there, but do you know who has written the latest and probably the most theologically provocative Magnificat of all time? It's Leonard Cohen. Listen to the title song of his last album, You Want It Darker. It is brilliant. I think Leonard Cohen should have earned a Nobel Prize, right? 
I don't think they give posthumous Nobels. Okay, commercial over. Back to this Magnificat. So Felix was 13 when he composed his Magnificat, Mary's ancient and beloved canticle. And by coincidence, Mary was probably about 13 when she composed the original. People got started earlier back then. My, my eldest child was born when I was 30 years old. But people got started earlier back then because life expectancy was about 30. So brides were given to the husbands picked out for them by their families just after puberty. So it's likely Mary was 13, 14 years old. For some reason, little Jewish boys scare the hell out of despots. When King Herod found out about the unprecedented, inexplicable birth of Mary's little boy child, he ransacked the Hamlet's households looking for this child that was born King of the Jews. Twenty centuries later, Adolf Hitler banned the music of Felix Mendelssohn in Nazi Germany because, said the Reichsmusikammer, the official state art censor, the Jewishness of Mendelssohn's music rendered it dangerous and degenerate. They even tried to get blonder, more aptly Aryan composers to rewrite the music for A Midsummer Night's Dream, which means that if Hitler had prevailed, we would have lost the familiar, beloved soundtrack to our daughter's weddings. What would our weddings sound like if they were less Jewish? As it turns out, despots have good reason to fear little Jewish boys. Though it didn't look at, like it when he died shamefully on a garbage heap at a young age, King Jesus would grow up to unseat all the sorry Herods of history. And Mary's song would come true. God has scattered the proud in the imaginations of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones. God has filled the hungry with good things and the rich God has sent empty away. This is the rhetorical equivalent of burning the flag. It is a subversive little song. And if that pointed little promise doesn't scare the hell out of all of history's Herod's, Hitler's, and Castro's, I don't know what will. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. <laughs>